Have you always wanted to do something? Have you ever felt the passion or drive towards something and dreamed to one day achieve it, but for whatever reason you held yourself back? What if I told you that you have the ability to do whatever you want to do in life? What if I gave you the key to success? Would you take it? Or would you be too afraid of the unknown? You have to understand that every choice you have made in life led you to where you are today. Don't put it off. Your success is right here, right now, if you want it. The question I ask you is, why wait? Good morning, good morning, happy Monday, my beautiful people. Welcome to Why Wait, an inspirational and motivational podcast helping you find success and live the best life you can one day at a time. It's your boy Danny Royce here, and I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Folks, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, I want to welcome you and thank you for coming in. And if you're an Advent listener, I want to thank you for listening to my voice again. And also welcome you. Welcome you back, folks. We are here. This podcast is all about inspiring and motivating one another to be the best we can. To be our best versions of ourselves. To do all you can. Because all you can do is all you can do. But you better make sure that all you do... It's all you can. And we oftentimes lack the latter of that, right? We don't always do all we can. I am here to push you. I am here to cheer you on to be your best version. To do all you can. To unlock your potential. We are all born with such great potential. So many great talents. So many great emotions. So many great feelings. So many great ideas and energy. We are all born with that. Now whether you use it or not, it's up to you. We are all born with the leadership mentality. But whether we act on it, whether we use that mindset to be one, is up to you. I'm here to show you that you can do whatever it is you set your mind to. I want to talk about the lion for a second because the lion is an amazing creature. Just beautiful, right? The lion is prideful. The lion is vicious at times. 
The lion's strong, courageous, and I want to tell you, the lion, it has something very, very different about its character than the rest of the animals in in the jungle or in the safari or wherever the safari or wherever the, the lions are, right? They have a very specific and different characteristic than the other animals. How do we know that? Because it's the king of the jungle, right? A lion is the king of the jungle. Why is the king of the jungle? Why is it the king of the jungle? A lion gets up every morning and says to itself, I have to be faster than the strongest, fastest zebra. Or my family and I will starve tonight. Meanwhile, on the in the same safari, on the other side, a zebra wakes up and says to itself, I have to be faster than the fastest lion. Or I will die today. Now I want you to get up every morning like these animals. Fighting to survive. Fighting for what they want. Going out there and getting it. Because it's always on a hundred with these animals, you know? It's eat or be eaten. It's it's a live or die survival of the fittest is it not much different than we are the lion doesn't beg for respect the lion definitely doesn't ask for it it receives it from every animal Why is it that when a lion approaches, everyone runs away? Out of a little fear, yes, but mainly out of respect. Because the lion has a mentality that most animals don't have. The lion may not be the strongest. It may not be stronger than an elephant. It may not be smarter than a hyena. It may not be as fast as a cheetah. It's definitely not the strongest, fastest, smartest animal in the safari. But what is it about the lion that makes everyone scatter in its presence? It's the mindset of the lion. The lion has a mindset 
that says, I don't care how big, how strong, how smart, how fast you are. You are food. And I must feed my family. The lion has a mindset where it believes it can do whatever it sets its mind to. That was a lot of it's, right? You all feel me what I'm saying. Please, please go ahead and make some noise wherever you are right now. If you understand and get what I'm saying here. Why is it that when the elephant sees a lion... He knows he's bigger. He knows he's stronger. He knows he's smarter. But the elephant thinks to himself, I'm food. Because the mindset of the elephant tells him that he's no greater than this lion's lunch. I want you to become a lion. I want you to think to yourself. Ask yourself the question, what can I not do? What is it that I am not capable of achieving? Because if you're like that lion... The word you'll be thinking of is nothing. The lion eats, breathes, and sleeps with the mentality that it can achieve any goal it puts its mind to. And that is why it is the king of the jungle. So use this in your own life. You may, but we. You may not be the strongest person. You may not be the smartest, or the quickest, or the biggest. But the mindset is the most important aspect of the human body. Your mind. Do you, I get so excited thinking about it because you all understand how powerful we are as human beings. We are literally the only creatures on this planet that can make visions to reality. Be that lion, folks. Push yourself And look at an obstacle. Undefeated. Decide your winner already. There's nothing. Nothing. That can hold you back from your dreams. From your goals. And from your success. Once you believe it. It will happen. As a man thinketh, so shall he become it. The mindset 
is an incredible, powerful tool that we all, we all need to sharpen daily and use. Now I'd like to thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a great guest today. Stay tuned because you don't want to miss this interview. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's your boy, Danny Royce. We'll be right back. here with our artist. He is an actor, producer, and director, Omari Washington. Thank you for being here, bro. Hey, thanks for having me, bro. Oh, pleasure. Pleasure, always. So, you've seen him on Lethal Weapon, Assassin's Game, Pink Collar Crimes. So, tell us a little bit about that, um, booking those roles and how that was for you. Uh, for Lethal Weapon, uh, I got the audition at at uh, the last minute, my manager called me. She's like, hey, um, Elizabeth Barnes wants to see you. I'm like, cool. I went in there, did my thing. And then I didn't hear back for a few days. So I'm mm. like, all right, cool. On to the next. It's <laughs> yep, all good. Yep. You know how it goes. Yep. So the day I got the call back, I was picking my brother up from the airport. Uh-huh. And my manager calls me like, Elizabeth Barnes wants to see you right now. Uh-huh. I'm like, right now? And then she's like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, cool. So me and my brother were in Malibu, and I had I just got the sides. So on the way to the audition in Burbank, mm-hmm. I was like, bro, let's go over the lines, back and forth. So right. I managed to memorize the whole script before I even got to the room. There you go. I went in there, delivered it. I walked out like, man, I feel good, you know? <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, you know that feeling like, yeah. you know, you just laid it you down. You nailed it, right. Yeah, even if I didn't book it. I still validated my own performance. Right. Yeah. Right. That's dope. And then you yeah. you just memorize that. See, that's that's what I call hard work right there. <laughs> Ded- dedication. Yeah. Dedication. It wasn't easy. I was driving, and <laughs> right. doing lines, You're peeking at the script, trying not to crash yeah. <laughs> L.A. traffic. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. So you are originally from Chicago, right? Yes. I okay. Am. Yeah. Shot town brother right here too. Yeah. There we go. So tell us a little bit about uh, your upbringing and how that played in the role, and also. Where you got the acting bug? Uh, well, interestingly enough, um, I got into acting uh, because when I was younger, I went through a lot of physical and mental abuse. Mm. And to take my mind off of what I was going through, I would watch movies. And I would watch Denzel Washington, Jim Carrey, get into character. And I'm like, man, wow. this is fun. And I can escape the life that I'm living with all this agony and pain. Right. And so I went out for Wizard of Oz in sixth grade. And <laughs> what role was it? Tin Man. Nice. Yeah. I booked it and I was like, what? My first audition. So ever since then, man, the passion has grown more and more each year. Right, right. That's yeah. crazy. So this escapism, right? Because a lot of people turn... Um, artists turn to their art and hone their craft yeah. out of escaping from whatever it is they're trying to escape from. Um, how was the your household for you growing up? What what were you exactly trying to escape? If we can dive down into that. Um, well, I dealt with uh, almost committing suicide. You mm-hmm. know, um, 
when you're going through things as as a kid, you right. don't really understand why. Exactly. And I didn't understand why I was going through the things that I was going through, especially from loved ones. And that made me closed off to other people. Mm. And in many ways, especially in this industry, you got to be open right, and right. Be willing to engage. And sometimes I find myself in that space again, like, oh, right. can I trust this person? For sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I was just trying to get away from the, the mental damage that it was doing to me at the time. Right. Okay. So that that mental damage that you, that you talk about there, um, what, for you, did TV and film or just the art of acting, what did it bring? What did it mean to you back then? We're talking about little Omar. Yeah. <laughs> what did you see? Opportunity? Did you what did you see? What drew you to that? To live as someone else. Mm. And my imagination was a lot more broad and and more right. detailed when I was younger. Right. And just to explore that world, mm-hmm. it's exciting. Right. And, and I feel like it's rewarding within itself mm-hmm. you know, if you chase it long enough. For sure. For sure. So when you um, when you got a little older um, after the Tin Man, <laughs> what other things did you do as far as acting? Um, well, I did a lot of stage plays in Chicago because um, mm-hmm. Chicago is known for theater. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, right before I moved out here, I was a part of a play called Bone Salad. We were supposed to tour all over the country. Thank God it didn't work out. <laughs> I hey, wouldn't be here right no now. Reason, right. Yeah. So. Um, Theater is where I got most of my training, and then 2009, I converted to film acting, mm. and that was a different feel for me. It was a tough um, adjustment for me at first, because theater, you know, it's over the top, right, and right. yeah, you gotta bring it, you know? <laughs> yep. And and film is it's like, we're having this moment right now. Mm-hmm. Very intimate. Yeah, very, very subtle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, that's, that's a, such a new difference, because, you know, you're trying to... Uh, emote your emotions to like the person way in the back in the back row where the film it's like right here so um uh when you transition from where what part of chicago from are you actually uh north side mainly and then i moved to the south side oh okay yeah. so we moved south side nice transition <laughs> it's really different oh yeah <laughs> so uh when when it when was that moment for you when you said i'm gonna come to la after I graduated culinary art school, <laughs> I went to culinary school. What the hell? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. We just we just learning a lot about each yeah, other. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> we should know this already. Right. About each other, but <laughs> it's all good. That's yeah. dope. Okay. All right. I graduated in two thousand and nine. All right. And then I started focusing on film more, and then I was like, man, I got to take this to the next level. I want to challenge myself. I want to be around legendary talented people who can push me to that A-list point, you know? Right, right. And Chicago's a, a good market, but it's not big like right. out here, right. you know? So I felt like I had to be out here to really make connections the way I need to in order to move forward in my career. Very true. I understand that for sure. Um, so when did you come out here? When was that move? About seven years ago. Seven years yeah, ago? Yeah, 2012. Yeah. <laughs> Goes by quick, huh? <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> wow. That first year, you're like, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's it's crazy. So when you moved out here, did you come out here with anyone? Or you just kind of just... 
Came by yourself. Uh, solo. You solo. Yeah. Man, doing the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And then eventually my girl moved out here. Okay. Eventually. Yeah. Got it. Um, so how was that transitioning for you? Because a lot of people, you know, they have some, some get kicked in the face, you know, and they, yeah. it's some, a lot of, uh, things happen that you're not really, um, prepared for or yeah. you didn't think what's going to happen. So how was that for you? It was tough at first um, because I moved out here with about 2500 in my bank account. Mm. By the time I found a spot to rent, uh, a room for rent, right. I had about 1600 mm. So I paid three months rent, and I was like, Lord, <laughs> I'm really stepping out on faith here. <laughs> right, right. So I need you. So I grinded like my butt off those mm -hmm. three months, and then like the last week before my rent was paid up, I found a job at Hard Rock Cafe as a dishwasher. I'm like, thank you, God. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, and that was one of the worst jobs I ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've spent many times in the in the restaurant industry. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. For no, me. definitely not. It's a grind for real. Wow. So then that, the dishwashing job was it just like a, a reality check, or like was it what was it for you? It was a reality check for sure. Yeah. Because I'm like, I didn't move across the country to wash dishes. Right. When I have the credibility to be a line cook or hired. Exactly, right. So I was like, ah, I'm not happy. So I really prayed on it, fasted to seek those answers. And like something one day just told me to just dip, just, you know? Just and, just leave. Yeah. Jump. And, and at the time, I kind of hurt myself on a job, so it worked out perfect. Mm. Yeah, so I left that job and actually became a line cook at an Italian restaurant. I was like, oh, this feels great. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> moving on up. Back, you know? in, <laughs> yeah. back on the line. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But I was working 60 hours a week. So yeah. I was like, ah, oh, here I am yeah. again. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the name of the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, you speak, uh, you spoke a couple of times about, you know, stepping out of faith. And I want to get a little bit into the spirituality of things. So I'm a very spiritual person. I don't believe in consequences. And um, so how was that for you, just having... Um, a strong base in faith and just being spiritual how what how important was that to you very important mm -hmm. um god is my foundation my rock my support everything i'm looking for in the next person he is right so that's why i don't depend on man i depend on him yes ultimately right and if i didn't walk out on faith in the beginning i wouldn't be here right now mm. so it's certain steps we take in on our journey that leads us to the beautiful destination that we're trying to get to. That's true. Yeah. Right. Wow. You heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what? Speaking of that, did you always have a um, very spiritual background? Um, was your family, you know, how was your your household with that? Oh yeah, we went to church every Sunday. Yeah. But it was weird because we would go to church and act like the perfect family. But mm. when we got home, we had all these different issues to deal with right. that was never dealt with. So it only made it worse. Yeah, I call it the uh, Christian syndrome. Mm. <laughs> 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 you know, everything's cool and praise the Lord, but no. Yeah, uh, behind closed doors. You right. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So uh, let's take, we're here. We're in L.A. Uh, you got your, your line position. When did you decide to, hey, I'm going to devote myself and my time 100% to my craft? When was that for you? To fully commit to it? Yes. Like full time? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that was about four years ago when mm. I shot Assassin's Game. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. We're we going to get into that in yeah. just a second. <laughs> but first, I want to just, um, just because, you know, a, um, a lot of my, my audience, you know, a lot of artists, a lot of people who are just trying to get that motivation to, for the next step, you know, um, it's harder for some people than others. But I want to go to a little bit of your background as far as work here in L.A. Okay. and what you had to do to make it. Because not a lot of people understand how how hard it is. <laughs> yeah, it's <extremely laughs> to really hard. <laughs> to really like carry yourself out here. So just talk about some of the experiences that you had that made you grow here in LA. Um, definitely working on my first project, Assassin's Game. Um, being a significant role, a part of a big production, um, it made me look at where I want to take my career. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I want to be, I want to be Vivica Fox, I want to be, <laughs> I wanna be right. Tom Sizemore, you know. Yeah. And and that opportunity, um, it it taught me how to handle myself on set around big big time people. Right, right. And uh, just the work ethic, seeing legends work, it's a different type of feeling than mm. being in a classroom because right. you are on set and you're getting that experience right, right then and there. And uh, if it wasn't for that opportunity, um, I wouldn't be as hungry. Because mm. I was like, I got a taste. taste. Yeah, right? I was like, man, I need the whole loaf. Right. I don't want no slice. I need the whole thing. Right, you know? yep, I hear you. So after that opportunity, I, I came up with a blueprint, came up with some goals. I got extremely serious. You know, mm. Every year I print out. 10 goals that I really want to accomplish in my career nice. and I chop it down bit by bit. Right. Yeah. Nice. There's just staying focused. Oh yeah. It's really, it's really beneficial. Um, as far as we're going to go back to, uh, dishwashing cause I just want to, <laughs> I really want to, I really want to fine tune that. Yeah. Uh, so that was the, you said that was your worst job that you've had, like right in here in LA. Yeah. Did you have anything like that as well? That kind of, you know, we have some humbling jobs. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Did you have any more of those uh, in your transitioning here? Um, in the transition, hmm, that's a good question. No, I think that was the worst job. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that was it. And then um, it was just mainly like uh, in, in the restaurant industry and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um. I was a pineapple in a commercial at the time. <laughs> I had to wear a big old pineapple outfit on the sidewalk. Just like, hey, yes. It was weird. And yeah, these are things actors do, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta we gotta provide food for somehow, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, the cosplay, all that stuff is, yeah. is amazing. <laughs> so, all right, we're we're here. Assassin's Assassin's Game. That was was that your first um, major booking? You know. It was okay. on my own. On your own? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was your, your first booking in L.A.? As far as a short film, feature film, anything like that. What was, what, what was your first like taste of the set? My very first project. Hmm, now you got me thinking. <laughs> I got to go wait. <laughs> <laughs> got to pull out the cabinet for right. me. Right. Um, Look at those call sheets. No. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> mm, what 
was my first big one. Okay. Besides extra work. Oh, the extra work. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I did audience work um, on a TV show called Oh Sit. Mm. Yeah, that okay. was like my first. That was your first day. Yeah. Okay. So I want the reason I ask you that is because I want I want to know uh, what were your feelings? What what was going through your mind uh, when you? It wasn't huge in the production, but it was still you were doing something. You were heading towards the right direction. You were doing. You were taking action. You know, which is a lot, a lot than most people. Um, so, how did you feel when you were finally on the set and you were getting in the groove? And I felt alive. Yeah. Like when I'm on set, like this energy comes over my spirit, mm. and it's like if you can picture angels dancing. <laughs> that's what it feels like in my spirit. Right. That's dope. That's a good way to put it. I've never heard that one. <laughs> angels dancing in my soul. <laughs> nice. Okay. And so, Assassin's Game. Let's talk about that and how you found your way on there by yourself. Yeah. Self booking. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Let's it. Let's get the tea. Come okay. on, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you must know, <laughs> I found that gig on Craigslist, believe it or not. Get out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was one of my very good sources of finding auditions mm. when I first moved out here. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know about LA casting or actors access, yeah. none of that. Um, so I would type in actors in a search bar, and like all these breakdowns would come mm-hmm. come up. And one day I was looking for a gig, and I submitted to Assassin's Game. I was like, I was reading the description, like Vivica Fox, <laughs> Tom Sizemore. How in the world How is this crazy? So crazy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, cool. I shot my shot. I submitted my stuff, uh-huh. and they invited me in. I went off book. I, I went in with my lines memorized, and um, I killed it. And then, like a month later, the director calls me. He's like, "Hey, we would like to offer you the role mm-hmm. of Mac, and he's one of the leads in the film." So I was like, "Cool." <laughs> nice. But at the time, I didn't know about contracts and right. all numbers and all that. So I did it for free. Mm. Yeah, they got me good. Uh. Then I talked to some of the extras, and they got paid. So I was like, ooh, this is how Hollywood is? Man, I need to get together. Right, right. Well, that's a reality check for sure. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, How was it being on set? Were you on set with Vivica? Did you have scenes with her? Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't have any scenes together, Mm. but... um, her scenes were like right before mine okay. or after mine, so I was around her right. for a good amount of time. Right. Uh, Tom Sizemore and myself had a scene. Okay, nice. And uh, Bai Ling, I got to talk to her for a little bit. She's right. cool. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I wanted to check that out. Assassin's Game, everyone. That's uh, Omari Washington's first little piece yeah. of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about um, what was your next big booking after that? Because we're going to get to Lethal Weapon. But um, before that. Uh, before? Lethal Weapon. Oh, before Lethal yeah. Weapon. Uh, Bunny Man Vengeance. Yep. <laughs> On movie. Amazon, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I play a psychotic killer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... And, and I do, I want to backtrack because I do like how you um, you mentioned off book, but then you went in a little deeper and said you had your lines memorized. Because a lot of people, everyone, they don't know what off book means. So right. I thank you for doing that. No um, but also, <clears throat> it's very, it's so entertaining, but fun for actors to step into different characters, different roles, and different people, right? So how was it for you playing 
a psychotic killer. <laughs> and how was that mindset for you? Um, it was different because I'm yeah. a nice guy with a big heart, you know. Right. So, but I love the dark, cynical mm. roles. Yeah. It's weird like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I really got into it. Like I started watching um crime shows more to mm-hmm. really get into the mindset of killers right. and why they kill. Um, investigation Discovery Channel it helped me out a lot um, when I was looking for information on how to become a killer if that makes any sense right <laughs> well I mean it's true I mean I guess you know to them they're justifying it somehow yeah. so I guess to find that justification um, how was that for you stepping into the role um, and making it believable to be honest, uh, I played a rapist before mm. in a church play. In church. <laughs> so okay. that, that really took me out of my element. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I tapped back into that moment mm. to help me figure out how I would play this role. Um, also, uh, to find that balance. Like when you t- when you put too much of yourself into a role, yeah, it can yeah. kind of alter yourself, right? In a way. So, yeah, we've seen that happen. So, yeah. <laughs> a month after we wrapped from Bunny Man, I was like, like thinking uh-huh. like my character. I'm like, stop it, stop <laughs> right? I, I can't it do this. <laughs> plays with your mind, man. Right? Yeah, it does. And the more you, the more deep you get into it, the harder it is to pull out, right? So, I'm trying to like juggle that skill Mm -hmm. of letting go when you rap right because that's a skill within itself exactly it is Mm -hmm. yeah just some some roles just linger Mm -hmm. (laughs) even when you don't want to um okay cool so after that um let's get into lethal weapon because um man could damon wayne's just left the show um just announced that last week so that was that was shocking for a lot of people but um wait he's leaving yeah he just he just announced it. He's out. <laughs> uh, he probably didn't like the recast. That's uh, why. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, probably that. But also, um, you know, one of the things was he was saying, you know, he's in his fifties and getting too old for this, working sixteen-hour days, and yeah. he wants to go back to the stage. So, um, kudos to Damon. I mean, I love the guy. I love the family. They're a talented, amazing family. But how was it for you um, when you booked that role? How did you feel? Get us. Get us into that moment. I felt like I won a lotto. <laughs> I was like, mama! <laughs> I'm gonna be on TV! <laughs> Me! Right. I made it. It's like it's like an NFL player before he gets into the league and he's at the draft. He's waiting. Right. Oh, man. And then he finally hears his name. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was shocked. My brother was the one who read me the email that I booked the job. Really? Yeah. Okay. Damn. So, uh, <laughs> it was a big moment for both of us. That's awesome. I was like, man, that's amazing. Wow. This just ha- happens to happen when my brother flies out here. Yeah. I'm like, what are the chances? That's crazy. Yeah. And then, like, I kind of knew I booked it because after my performance, the casting director was just like... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like this. This is weird. Usually, I never got yeah. that. It's like when the, when CDs and casting directors when they don't say anything, that's like the best because <laughs> because they're like they're already putting you in that yep. role. So it's like okay, don't say that. That's right. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, okay, so uh, how was it for you getting on set? Um, 
how long were you on set and what was the, the time frame for that? Uh, the day I got to set, I wasn't sure where to park. So I pulled up to the location. Then the security guard was like, oh, you park over there. I was like, oh, over here? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I usually don't get this privilege. Right. <laughs> right, right. So then after that, I seen a huge truck for Crafty. I'm like, dang, this, they got it made. Like, Fox, they take care of their people. <laughs> yes. I'm like, ooh, you can order anything you want. Wow. Like, mind blown. <laughs> like, let me get an uh, omelet with extra bacon on it. <laughs> didn't even finish it. I just wanted to order it. He just wanted to order it. <laughs> <laughs> and a side of potato, right? Give me some extra, <laughs> and it's a go plate on the side, right? <laughs> wow. And, and then after that, um, I got walked to my trailer. Mm. I didn't even expect to have a trailer. I thought I was gonna be in holding with the right, extras. Right. So then they're like, "You have a trailer." I'm like, "I got a trailer." <laughs> I got even more happy. So I'm like, <laughs> walking to the trailer, and then I open it. I was like, "Wow, wow!" It's like that feeling, like I made it, right? But this is only the beginning. Only the beginning, right. I just tried to really, like, live in that moment. Because as an actor, you don't know when your next job is going to be. Yes, And you could go months sometimes without working, weeks, years for some people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, So I just really just basked in that moment. And then uh, they took me to hair and makeup. They had barbers there. I was mm. like, what? <laughs> barbers? I would have came like scruffy. Right. Like you take care of <laughs> Get a press. <laughs> yeah. If I would have known, man, I could have got hooked up. <laughs> right. Next time, though. <laughs> Next time. Well, I want to I intersect for a second because, um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, actors sometimes weeks, months, years go by without work sometimes. So that's why you have to have. Uh, little small gigs on the side or whatever passions that you do on the side. Um, what's one of your passions that um, you will always be clinging to? Cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and photography. And photography. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love getting those money shots. Right. When the right when the, the lighting is right. When you find that good angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's dope. Okay. Okay. So you see some uh, entrepreneurship coming up in, in that side, or are you already working on some stuff? Uh, well, I started my production company about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, that keeps me busy. I'm always uh, producing my own content, which I feel is giving me a leg up right. in the industry. Yes. That's definitely, I mean, uh, yeah, I re- recommend that to anyone. Um, if you would definitely want to do something now, create your own work. Um, and it, it's a sense of like, actors are a little, you know, they got to be a little crazy. Honestly, oh, yeah. <laughs> to to I mean, just think about it because you're 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 going into a room mm-hmm. saying "judge me," <laughs> literally <laughs> judge me, and even before you get in there, they're judging you, like photos, your you know you have to carry yourself, you're you're real, all that, and then dealing with rejection over and over again until you you get that yes, you know, how is that for you getting in that mindset? Because some people, you know, it's just hard. But how do you stay afloat and how do you stay motivated? I always tell myself after every audition, it's nothing personal. Mm, True. It's strictly business. Right. And uh, in the beginning, it was hard for me to understand that. Right. Like, man, I'm putting out my best work. I'm getting coached. Uh I'm going to classes. Right. Why don't they like me? Right. But once I took 
me out of the situation and understood the business aspect mm-hmm. as a business owner now. I'm like, oh, I see. A little different. Yeah. Right. Just one little tweak in someone's appearance can make the producer or director not like them. Exactly. Or, you know, it's the craziest thing right. that you it hear is. about, you know? It is. It's crazy. But we're going to get back to Lethal Weapon. Um, so, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm sure the little Mari inside you just screaming like, oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, how was it your first day on set? Oh, that was amazing. I worked about not that long, about ten to twelve hours. Mm-hmm. Um, right. They give the main cast like these big blue jackets because mm-hmm. it was kind of cold. Okay. So I was like, yeah, I got my blue jacket. <laughs> got my blue jacket. <laughs> yeah. And where was this filming at? <laughs> um. It was shot in NoHo. Oh, okay. And also another location, uh, yeah. South Central. South Central, okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That scene at the table, that looks like yeah. South Central. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, boys, we're somewhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> and when I seen uh, Damon, I, I felt like a little groupie. Right, you know? right. I'm like, ah, oh, Damon! <laughs> ah! The living color! Right. Oh, homie, don't play that. <laughs> Right, that would be amazing. He, he finally walked up to me after we wrapped, and um, I was just like starstruck in a way. And I was like, "Thank you." He gave me this <laughs> weird look, like, <laughs> "Thank you, thank you, oh, thank you." Right, right. No, thank you. Like it was weird. It's like I, I just like, thank you, thank you. I, I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had this whole monologue prepared of for course. when I would see him, of and course. none of that came. And it went out the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how it was. Did you um? So, were you a big fan of you know Living Color all that oh, for yeah. a long time? Yeah. Oh yeah, my wife and kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that whole family is just, yeah. <laughs> they're, just they're just amazing. Um, okay, so you when you wrapped Lethal Weapon, um, what happened after after that? Um, after that, I thought. Man, I thought my phone would be going off like every five minutes, uh-huh. but it, it was the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... My phone was dry for like a week or two. I'm like, I thought this is how the business works, <laughs> you know? But I, I wasn't tripping because I, was I was going on auditions here and there. Right, right. So I focused on that and I was like, the next one will come up. Of course. Eventually. Of course. So how was it for you, like uh, people back in Chattown, you know, <laughs> seeing you, seeing you on Lethal Weapon? Oh how was man, that for you? I felt famous, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, dang, the whole city and other cities are watching. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> over millions of people just to yeah wrap your head around that. It's like wow. Right, it's definitely a yeah. feeling that um, it's surreal. You put oh, it that yeah. way, it's surreal. Um, do you, so do you have a, a big uh, motivation, uh, um, or sorry, motivational push behind you. Um, your family, like they're they're really supporting you. You have a good support system and all that. Or my brothers do. Uh, mm-hmm. My father and stepmom not so much. Mm. Now they're coming around. Mm. Now that they see the success, that you can add, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that boat that boat just sailed off, and <laughs> you're too late now. <laughs> all right. Right. And yeah, I get, you know, this sense of, uh, because some parents, you know, they're, they're always going to worry about their children or whatever. And it's just, you, this, this profession has a lot of risks, obviously, but so does everything else. Um, 
And so what would be one of the biggest risks that you've taken um, besides moving here? Because that was pretty big. (laughs) But here in L.A.? Um, Starting my own company. Mm. Because I'm like, man, I'm about to exhaust all my funds Mm. into starting this. Because I had to buy lights, the camera, like everything for me to start a production. Mm -hmm. And that within itself is still still a struggle um, because you do get taxed $800, even if you don't make a penny. Right, right. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So let's just say I'm down two years. (laughs) (laughs) They sent me late notices and all that. I'm like, hold on, government. <laughs> right. Let me get my life together. Like, you're going to get yours, okay? Yeah, <laughs> let me get mine first. Right. <laughs> if only that's how it worked, right? Yeah. So starting that business, um, it, your production business, what's the, um, what was one of the most difficult tasks that you've come across? <sighs> Finding reliable people without a budget. Mm, yeah. Because I feel like a lot of actors, since they are struggling sometimes here and there, that they're focused on the money versus the experience and the credibility that comes from the experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, to be honest with you, 90% of my resume is from free work. All free work. Right, right. So if you really want it, it's not about the money. Mm -mm. Yeah. It'll come. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's so true. Um, as far as, uh, your production company goes, like, have you, what have you worked on since then as far as, um, any projects or anything like that? Um, I produced my first short film last year called Choices. It's yeah. about making healthy choices in L.A. or any aspect of your life. Uh-huh. Um, so I give scenarios within the film. Oh, wow. So I do plan on creating another one to that. So it'll be a Choices 2. Choices 2. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Nice. Uh, what is the your greatest motivator in this whole journey we call life (laughs) what pushes you gets you up every morning my why is my brothers Mm. Um, because they witnessed a lot of my struggles when i was younger and i wanted to show them that it is possible to achieve your highest goals or dreams and just uh, you just gotta dedicate your time and your life to that dream right? or your goals. And uh, I just want to be a living example of what you can become if you put your mind to it. Yes, yes, love that. Um, and then you talked about a little bit how, you know, you had a kind of a rough upbringing household. Um, easily, you could be a statistic, mm-hmm. dead, in jail, or on drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, did, was there ever a time in your, in your life where things started to go that way? High school, mm. high school. I was still trying to figure out who I was while going through a lot mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Um, so I, I dabbled in drugs here and there. Nothing crazy. Right. Smoking some marijuana, mm-hmm. uh, drinking. Yeah. But it was it became excessive. 
gotcha. you know, just to mask all the pain that I was dealing with. Right, right. And I didn't go to therapy until like a few years ago. So now I feel like I'm on a healthy, good, stable track. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, because we, yeah, we don't need another brother anywhere in those places. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, after Lethal Weapon, after this enlightenment, I guess you would say, because now you're like, I can do anything, right? Yeah. You have that sense of, that sense of being, um, what for you is like one of the, your greatest role models um, in this industry and or not in the industry I should say but in, in life in general it doesn't have to be in an actor or anything like that I just want to uh, know what you kind of role um, what do you model your life after uh, before it used to be Denzel Washington mm-hmm. and now it's Kevin Hart mm. because Kevin Hart he's the type of guy I want to be mm-hmm. when I get to his level mm-hmm. um, he always thinks about his fans this guy can be tired of right. anything. And he's right. on his phone. Hey, you guys, what's <laughs> up? I'm going to go hiking. Like, you know, it takes a lot of effort to do the social media stuff. As it, does. it does. It's exhausting. Right. And a lot of people, they don't understand that because they don't, they're not tapped into that world like we are. Right. So they see what we show them. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you guys are living the life over right. there. You're perfect. No. <laughs> I like that. We're crying on the way home from right. the audition. Oh, I should have hey made guys. a different choice. <laughs> right. I should have made a different choice. <laughs> that, that's good that you bring up that because like, um, in this industry, in being an artist in general, your, pretty much your career is based on your fans. Yeah, it's they they pay you. They go see your movies. They go see your concerts. They buy your 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 music or whatever your art. Yeah. Um. So how is important? How important is it to you to create a great fan base? But not only that, a genuine fan base. It's very important. Um, I expose myself on so many different vulnerable levels. Mm. That's why I feel like my fans really connect to me. Because mm-hmm. I show them the ugly sometimes. Right. right. Um, and they're like, whoa, we thought you were just always happy. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not always happy. What? I'm a normal human being. Right, like right. You. Exactly. So sometimes I'll show them that side. Mm-hmm. You know, so they really understand, like, I'm just like them. Right. I'm just like them. Wow. Yeah. yeah and a lot, and it, it's an eye opener for a lot of people. You oh, know, Because yeah. um, they don't, a lot of times they don't see that other side. That's true. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into... Um, something fun. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to go through at least top five favorite movies of all time. Ooh. I know it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could, like, lightning round and just so whatever comes to your mind, top five. Okay. Um, training Day, number one. Mm-hmm. Paid in Full, number two. Uh, number three. Uh, a Blank Check. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number four, um, Pursuit of Happiness. Mm. Number five, uh, let's see, Prince of Egypt. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming, but that, that was a dope one. I love that one. Yeah. Um, and so, wait, I want to get, <laughs> hold, on, hold on, let's get into Prince of Egypt for a second. Yeah. <laughs> so... Why? Why is that one on 
on your top five? Um, because I've seen what Moses went through, mm. and I'm like, wow, I relate in a way. Because he had to run away from home, mm-hmm. start a new life on his own. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that's what I had to do with my life. Um, even though my parents didn't understand my dream, I felt alone right, while right. chasing that dream. Right. So, hmm. and I feel like Joseph the dreamer in a way. Because I get these visions every now and then. Mm. Not everybody can understand it. They're like, crazy. Is <laughs> <laughs> like, what no. you talking? No. Like, no, nah, man. You don't understand. <laughs> this is real, the real deal. And every now and then I'll get that deja vu feeling. I'm like, oh, right. That was that that dream and that vision. Right. Wow. I know it sounds crazy. No, no. I mean, cliche, but... I mean, I get it. <laughs> um, I get it right here with you. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that movie. Um, I'm actually a huge fan of of DreamWorks, Pixar, like animation general because yeah. it was like amazing. But um, so uh, we're gonna go to your favorite top five actors. Denzel, number one. Uh huh. Number two, Angela Bassett. Uh, number three, Sidney Poitier. Nice. Number four, Morgan Freeman. Uh, okay. Number five. Hmm. Number five. I would have to say Forrest Whitaker. Hmm. All amazing actors. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good list. That's a good being speaking of Angela Bassett, so saw you again last night at the, yeah. <laughs> at the event, right? Where Angela was dropping some knowledge. Oh yeah. Um I wanna talk a little bit about that, uh, and what your thoughts were afterwards, during, and just listening to such a, a magnificent icon as, as she is. I thought to myself, like, wow, I want to be in that seat. Mm. I want to have people going crazy for me. Right. Like, people are going crazy. Right. With their Angela! Right, hey, right. Hey. right. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. That, that excitement. Wow. That's how you know you, you slayed it in every freaking project you've ever been in. Yeah. And, and just to, to witness that, that energy from the audience is amazing. Yeah. And when she said... Um, Take your craft seriously, but don't take yourself too mm-hmm. serious. Mm-hmm. I was like, ding. Yeah. You know, sometimes I feel like as actors, we kind of get caught up in the too serious stuff. Right. Like, oh, I'm not booking. I'm not going out. Mm-hmm. But are you focused on the craft? Exactly. You know? Right. And once you really focus on the craft, everything else will fall into place. Right. It's how focusing... It's hard. What are some things that you do daily, routines, whatever, yeah. that helps you stay on track and helps you focus? Affirmations, mm-hmm. drinking green tea, and <laughs> meditating all nice. in the morning. If I don't do that in the morning, my day is jacked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, like this is not the first episode. I've said it, people. Get yourself a routine yeah. and stick to it. Um, it's just so powerful. It it's is. so powerful. Um, it, it just starts your day. Like I say, it sees the morning. You'll seize the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap things up with Amari here. And But before we go, I want you to just share um, share your experiences uh, in overall uh, in the acting industry. What you've come by, what you've, a little bit of what you've learned, um, being involved with casting, direct casting, and producing, and all that. 
I've learned that working actors stay working. Mm. Even when they're not on set, before set, after set, they always have a script in their hand, trying mm. to break something down, mm. trying to use those skills that they learn in class. Um, I also learned that if you don't work, your work won't work for you, mm. if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. Like if you work on a project and you give it your all and you have finally have the footage, that could work for you. That could get you through the door to the next gig. Mm -hmm. And also you gotta have that hustler mentality. Um, am I doing everything I possibly can right. to be seen by these important people? Right. Uh, headshots, resumes, uh, footage, classes, so important. Um, having a budget to to uh, fund all the things that you need in your career, websites, headshots, all that, mm -hmm. um, it's costly. It is. You know, um, for example, speaking of a hustler mentality, when Assassin's Game came out, I printed, I burned a hundred DVDs, and I went to NoHo, Hollywood Boulevard. I was out there selling every nice. copy, and I made sure to sell every copy. Nice. Some copies I didn't sell, mm -hmm. but I just gave them away for free. Right. Because that that marketing will take me further than that money will. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, stay hungry, man. Yeah. Because I, I could easily be comfortable where I'm at, but I'm like, nah, I keep moving <laughs> exactly. up, Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. It's so easy to get comfortable, too. It is. Because you, you get scared. You yeah. know, you know what what what's gonna happen next? You know, mm -hmm. all that. Speaking of that, uh, what's what's next for Omari Washington? What we what can we expect? What's coming up? Uh, this weekend I'll be directing a short film. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. What's that about? Um, that is about uh, moving to LA <laughs> and having spontaneous events happen on the, the moving day. Oh, okay. It makes you want to move back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Right. I'm working with my brother Matt Lorenzo on it. Okay. Yeah. Dope. Um, he's a writer. Awesome. And we're gonna shoot it and release it nice. everywhere. And what's the what's it called? It's called Mixed Emotions. Mixed Emotions. All right. We're going to definitely uh, uh, excuse check me. out. In the mix. Sorry. In the mix. Yeah, in the okay. mix. Okay. We're definitely going to keep an eye out for that. Um, so in our last moments here with Amari, one thing you can say to um, the audience that's listening right now, whether it be on your uh, IG story or in a podcast here, um, for any of the artists out there, any of the um, aspiring actors or just people in general who are just asking them they're uh, asking the question like are am i worthy am i good enough what do you say to them validate yourself mm. do not seek it because what you're seeking is already within you mm. you just have to unlock that greatness and the second you really embrace that and understand that that meaning embrace right. and and commit um, it'll drive you to that next phase in your career and your life mm -hmm. mentally and emotionally and also keep your head up don't get fed up mm. because the more no's you hear the bigger the yes at the end of the, yes. the journey so Amen. you could be like for example um, my first year out here I heard a lot of no's no second year um, I heard a lot of no's, but I didn't let that stop me because mm -hmm. I was like, God brought me this far, so right. he's not going to leave me. Right. So ultimately trusting that faith that was in me that I had 
just really owning it. Own who you are as a person, as an actor, as whatever hat you're wearing. Just mm-hmm. really own it. The good, bad, and the ugly. That's good. Great. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. As we close up here, go ahead and just tell everyone uh, where they can find you. If they want to reach out to you, have any questions, or if you have any great opportunities you want to provide them, right? Okay. Uh, first, you can find me on Facebook, Omari, O-M-A-R-I, Washington. You can find me on IMDb Pro under Omari Washington. Uh, you can find me on YouTube under Omari Washington, on IG, Instagram, Omari Washington, all one one line, lower caps. Uh, what else? Twitter is Omari Winner number one literally the number one and that's my handle um and uh i'll be producing a web series and a short film in the near future so okay if anybody wants to be a part of that they can email me personally nice at omari underscore washington at aol.com okay and yes i still have aol <laughs> you still got the aol <laughs> i was gonna say that i'm like okay, okay. <laughs> yeah well who knows you know our paths may cross on set one day, yeah. <laughs> you know, we collab. Um, but thank you so much for, for joining me today. And uh, I truly appreciate your time. And thank you for sharing some knowledge and your experiences with our audience. It's been great. Um, truly asking yourself, why wait? What What's holding you back? You know, what? it's yourself, right? We're constantly in, our, in the way of ourselves. And just to seek see that greatness you need to step out the way and step on faith so i appreciate it thank you so much thank you for having me brother all right it was a pleasure thank you guys we'll see you all next time tune in What's going on, my beautiful people? Welcome back. It's your boy, Daniel Race here on Why Wait. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. Wow, such a talented young man, Omari Washington. Keep your eyes out for this fella. He's going to do great things. Folks, if you were inspired and motivated and you really love this episode in particular, go ahead and reach out to me. Let me know. Give me all your feedback. You can reach me via email, dannyroyce06 at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Instagram at whywait underscore podcast. Also, you can find us on Facebook at whywait. Go ahead and reach out to me. Let me know. Give me your feedback. Give me suggestions of people you love to hear on my podcast in the future. Thank you so much, everybody, for your support. Don't forget to like, subscribe, favorite, and share this podcast with anyone you know who may need to hear an important message, that life-changing message that can help them really, really go after what they want in life. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, folks. Love the five stars. No four stars. Five stars if you're nasty, okay? Keep going. Let's do it together. Thank you so much for tuning in. Everybody, the next time you find yourself defeated, the next time you hear no, the next time you get rejected over and over again, the next time your dream seems so big, that you're scared to tackle it. The next time you find yourself procrastinating 
For whatever reason, I want you to sit down, I want you to think to yourself and ask yourself the question, why wait?